One, two, one, two. Hello, mic check. One, two. Hey, hey, hey. Paris, Fashion Week. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes. There's only one race. You know the race. I said, I said, everybody is there. Make up story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are at the recyclery with Moses Boyd. Can you present yourself? I am Moses Boyd. Hello, hello. I'm from London. I'm sat here in Harris and enjoying, enjoying right now. Some fried dumpling and some fried fish. Doesn't matter what culture they're coming from. When, when that when it hits them, they become a yard. I have an album coming out on the 14th of February. It's called Dark Matter. It's um, a crossroads between, I guess, jazz, grime, electronica, Afro, Caribbean rhythms, and a bit of astral, cosmic sounds in there. Yeah, it takes all the box that we. <laughs> We're interested in our show, so... Hey, good, thank you. <laughs> I guess when it started, there wasn't a... I didn't sit down and have a plan, really. I made it... I was experimenting, experiment with sounds and... I Okay, I knew, I, I knew what I didn't want to do. I knew I didn't want the music to follow a certain pattern that I have tried before or a certain style that I had tried before. I was very interested in um, having the music be less about chords and keys and melodies but more about emotion and how the sounds make you feel when you listen to it and that's where I started off I started off experimenting with synthesizers drum programming um, and that just carried on for months and months and before I knew it I had a body of work that sounded cohesive you know and then from there I sort of developed it into what it is now Whereas like with my other albums, I uh, usually I'll write them at the piano, I'll have the structures and let people improvise. This album is less like that. It's less about hearing people solo. Although there are solos, it's, it's not so much about that. It's more about the songs and how when you start from A to, to, to B, you know, or A to Z, sorry, <laughs> how, how you get there and how it feels. Yeah. energy of what we've been calling the UK sound like um, with all these different uh, influences um, can you explain us a bit what this sounds uh, what this sound means to you and uh, how it resonates with your musical uh, education uh, okay so I mean the UK thing is 
I guess that's me. I'm a product of it, really. I grew up listening to pirate radio. Rinse, LWR. So I grew up listening to pirate radio, listening to grime, garage, dubstep. And then on the other hand, I grew up listening to a lot of like reggae, funk, African music, uh, gospel music. And I feel like that's very, that's not strange in London. You know, I feel just because the way the city is culturally, it's quite normal for me to know about, um, I don't know, uh, West African music as I know about Jamaican music as I know about grime. So thinking about the London sound, it's, it's all of that really. It's all of that melting pot in one thing. So on this album, I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm being me, I'm being more honest than, you know, it's not hard to, when I think of Garage, I know exactly what that feels like. I know think of Grime, I know what that feels like. You know, if it was like a blues record, I'd find it harder because that's not my environment. You know, I'd have to really go and study and maybe go to Mississippi or something, you know, whereas this is like, it's still home, you know, it's not far at all, yeah. Especially the, the sound with uh, Joe Jones. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Too, how to get Too far gone. Too far gone. Yeah. It's amazing, like, <laughs> just the perfect mix, garage and jazz chords and... I mean, that's a great example for me, like trying to put those two worlds together, like my upbringing and things I've just heard. And I guess to say with education, just learning about music and becoming a better musician and jazz and what that exposed me to, putting those two worlds together, for sure. It's, it's actually like um, club tracks too. You know, on the mixing, you, you made it really heavy, you know? And do you DJ too? Or? Yeah, yeah, I DJ. Um, not that often, but I do. And I think I'm just really into sound, really. And for a long time, a lot of my favorite records just, just they sound so thick and, and thumpy, you know? And I think for a long time, some jazz records sounded thin and light for me, you know? But when you see it live, it's thick and thumpy. So I always thought there was an issue in how people were you know, mixing and making it translate. So I was very, I've always been very conscious of like, just to, to, to represent it as best as I can. And I like thick and thumpy, <laughs> you know, can hit you in your chest. Yeah, you like it too, <laughs> it works. And I hope people will like it.
studio producer or a bedroom producer, like your process of creating generally? You know, I like both. I think I really like going into a good studio and like see it. I like going into different studios, not just one. I like walking into a room and being like, well, this is the equipment they have in this room. This is the limit and this is the possibilities. And then you work with that. But then I also like being on my own and in the dark and trying things out and no one gets to see. So I like, I really like both. It just, I think it starts off in the bedroom and then it ends in the studio and then it might go back to the bedroom for a bit and then it goes to the studio. I really like doing both, you know, but they come at different times. Yeah. And then it ends on team. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. website and I saw this video at Fabric, oh, yeah. like the teaser. Yeah. How does it feel to, to play as a band uh, there? Uh, it's good man. There's a few venues in London that are just very historic and very iconic and um, my manager actually, I remember just talking, we did our very first gig in the Exodus at a club called Corsica Studios in London which is another really cool, smaller but I, I just like, again, it goes back to sound, I love sound systems. And a lot of the other venues, they're good, but I just really like bass and, you know, you know when you're in fabric or you're in a club. You're famous for this, exactly. it's sound system. You, you feel every part of the sound. So I really wanted to play music live in environments like that. And we, we've done a few, we've done Corsica, We've now done Fabric, you know, and those are two quite iconic London venues. So we're doing a bigger show in Brixton in more of like a concert venue, Brixton Electric. But we wanted to do something small, intimate for, for people that are really into the music, but also in that kind of club atmosphere, because I feel like that's what the record reflects. So it was like an opportunity. For me, it was like fun to do you know i really wanted to go and play it there because they don't do much live shows yeah. you know so yeah and I, there were some drummers uh in the crowd yeah 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 so yeah i <laughs> the drummers uh it was a marching band so when i was in school in high school uh i used to get drum lessons and you'd be in a lesson with maybe three or three or four other people and one of the other people was one of the guys marching so I went to play the drums and carried on did jazz and he went and did marching drumming and then um, I got in contact with him a couple weeks before the show and I just thought it'd be really cool to have like an element of just theatrics you know like in the show so at the beginning of the show they came from you know fabric they came from like the halls and the the alleyways and were drumming and then it was a whole moment you know and visually it looks really well so it's like I'm, I'm getting more into like stage shows and not just we play we go how does the whole night feel yeah you know so we're playing new morning new morning here yeah, yeah it's a bit less bigger as a sound system yeah yeah and I don't I won't have the marching drummers sadly but you know the music will still be strong yeah yeah Giving a glimpse of our story. 
Um, yeah, maybe the question about um, on the end of the record, on the what now, we can hear some voice recordings um, talking about spirituality, energy, a bit of religion. Um, can you explain us a bit what, what does it mean and yeah, yeah. why? <laughs> so that the, the person speaking is one of my mentors. He's a bass player called Gary Crosby. Yeah, yeah. And um, can you explain us a bit? So, Gary Crosby. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Gary Crosby, he's a bass player from Jamaica. Well, born in England, but of Jamaican origin. And he set up an organization called Tomorrow's Warriors, which, to, to put very shortly, because it's quite long to explain, is an organization that focused on education via the arts for young, mainly young sort of black West Indian, West African, but not exclusively, you know. Um, educating them in like just music, using music as the spring bed to, 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 you'd learn jazz, but you'd also learn how to be a band leader, you'd learn how to arrange, you'd learn how to put on your own shows. So it used sort of, it was like a youth club for, you know, from that you get Soweto Kinch, you get Nubaya Garcia, you get Zara McFarlane, you get Eska Mutungwazi, you get Jason Yard, you know, a lot of the, the, the UK music scene is him, you know. Amy Winehouse used to, know him and try and work you know a lot of people like so he's had a huge influence on just UK music for sure so I just wanted to meet up with him because when I was sort of finishing up the record and really reflecting what sort of inspired the record and what I feel motivated some of the music I knew he'd just be a good person to talk to We met up in like a cafe like this and I knew he would give me some, every time I talk to him he gives me some sort of wisdom. So I put my phone on record and we just started talking about life and um, he had recently just gone through some health complications as well. So he was in a very interesting space mentally, you know, how he was, how he saw life and how he valued life very differently to when I last spoke to him, you know, and it was a, it was a really cool conversation. and. That track, What Now, is like the sort of, you know, question to all of us. It's like, with all that's going on in the world, what do we do? Where do we go from here? And then when he sort of said those words, I thought that I found them very uh, strong and striking to me. And I really wanted to capture him on the record in some way. So that was like my sort of way of putting it all together. One day where I did have to just sit down in bed, and try not to think about it, and something happened, you know. Mm. And I thought, all right. So what do you want the rest of my name to talk about? It is true. There is an energy. It took my my um, discussion about these things to another level because now my discussion with my religious friends and the rest of the friends is alright so we know there's this energy there. Is this energy conscious? So that if you're on that that's what we're talking now. Can that energy engage with you? Yeah. And if you can, why doesn't it? Yeah. And if you can't, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah.
still you know things that interest us. Like every every time we have a little birthday party for the kids or something, we will find a little place at the back of the garden and we'll be taking it out this time. Because uh, we're not all in our sixties. I think it's in good hands. I think what he's done with Tomorrow's Warriors is like create enough of a legacy and uh, I don't want to say economy, a community that it could, even if the organisation isn't there, it will continue in spirit. You know, each one will teach one and it will sort of have its own strength, you know. So, yeah. You made me, make me think about uh, Femi Colioso mm -hmm. from Ezra and he yeah. does a lot of uh, yeah. tutoring and yeah. teaching. Mm -hmm. And he often talks about this, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the importance of um, how do you pass on the legacy. Mm. I was with Febby last night, <laughs> funny enough, yeah, yeah. He's in Paris? Yeah, yeah, he's here. He was at, uh, he was at the Acne Studio show. Like we, yeah, that's what's funny now. Like I don't get to see him in London, but we'll bump into each other at Fashion Week, you know? He went to Paul Smith and, no, he went to Dot Martin, some, some brands. He's here on his own mission I'm here on my own mission that we meet each other in a club and we're hanging out but he's very passionate about it. he runs a youth group he also does drum lessons and that's very much him he's that kind of person I'm not <laughs> you know I love anyone can ask me anything and I'll give him an answer young or old but I, I'm not like you can't find me every week dude it just doesn't I'm sorry <laughs> yeah yeah you can't do everything. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the Rose of Warren, no one knows him. These kids stumping puddles, cutting gaps in family portraits. Move for caution, go fund for coffins. No fun, so young, so much done in front of him. We lost another car right in front of the corner show. Right in. The world is changing, the rules are not the same. Why my brother's so afraid? Why my brother's full of hate? I look around and I see pain. So much pain. So much pain. Let's stop pretending that everything's okay. Why my brother's hate? Big like this, we share the bruises that we face. I look around and all I see is pain.
industry Demons undercover, demons walk the corners Puff your chest and raise your shoulders Watch your six, the streets are rife with vultures We've been set up with zero choices, not many chances Strip the curtains off the stage, tell it how it is Most end up with life I was thinking about this the other day <laughs> Actually, <laughs> it's good you asked me And I realised I'd probably I reckon I'd do something with uh, animals And it's not to say like if you come to my house there's loads of animals But I'm just really fascinated by nature So in some way I love watching like, do you know David Attenborough or, you know, like I just love watching a show about elephants or something. So I don't know what I'd be doing, but I think I could, I could equally be as passionate about that as I am music. And I've never done that before. So maybe if I retire, I might go work with some elephants or, you know. Expect to featuring the, yeah, yeah, featuring. the tiger or something. <laughs> featuring tiger, <laughs> different tiger. <laughs> I'm sure you can sample the yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> raw thing. <laughs> we found your next project. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Like whenever I travel, like somewhere that has a good wildlife, I've like the first thing I say to anyone, I'm like, I'm going to safari. Like, forget what plan you have for me. If I can't see a lion, or if I can't see anything in their natural habitat, or a monkey or a gorilla, I'm like, I need to see it, you know, because, you know, we're here. You know, the the animals are here, so. Yeah, that's probably what I do. You have one? Never. My my parents never liked pets. So that's maybe where it comes from. <laughs> I was never allowed anything but goldfish. You know, so... It's coming. It's coming. You're going to have a little cat? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm laughing because... Equally, I couldn't have a cat because... Again, the same reason I couldn't teach. I'm like, I'm not really around enough to give you enough. I'd rather just enjoy them in their own space, not in mine, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> the question of the inspiration. <laughs> the classic question. Like you know, Max Roach, Wayne Shorter, Bjork, Aphex Twin, Mad Lib, you know, uh, Dilla, J Dilla, ah, man, Square Pusher. You know, the whole spectrum, you know, square pusher to Duke Clinton. Exactly. If you were to look at my record collection, you wouldn't even know. You couldn't recognize it be me because it's like it goes everywhere, you know? Yeah. album that you will bring to a desert island? Ah, that is hard. That's very hard. That's very hard. Um, you know what? If I have to go probably on the thing I've listened to the most, oh, that's really hard. 
It would probably be Fly or Die by N.E.R.D. One. I was walking down the street, saw this girl, she smells so sweet. Hey, baby. She start running so I can chase. How to get them sapphires in your face? And Milestones by Miles Davis too. Like, a bit of kind of punk rock hip-hop and a bit of jazz. Yeah, it's hard though. <laughs> That's really hard. Fly or Die is like an album I grew up with listening to and probably have listened to the most yeah. out of anything I've listened to. And then Miles Davis' Milestones is probably the one I've studied and enjoyed as a musician the most. So, yeah. <laughs> we found the link. Wow, yeah, nice. No, uh, yeah, a lot of musicians talk about that record, actually. Yeah, but I find not a lot of um, non-musicians talk about it, which is quite interesting. But yeah, it's a great album. Great album. Dark matter, I've been always been fascinated. So when I found the term dark matter, it like when you think of it in terms of space, there's a theory that dark matter is up to I think 90% of the universe is made of this dark material no one can really explain but is here. And I just sort of used it as a metaphor for what's been going on while I was making the album. Um, 
there's been a lot of dark events in the world, you know, whether it's the UK, America. But I always feel there's like positivity out of that. So from the dark events, it's like, where do you go from here? And they're bringing us together in the same way space, dark matter fabric brings everything together. But, you know, these past couple of years, I've found more in common with people I don't know through these dark situations. But that's brought so many positives in my life. Like, oh, I'm at a bus stop and I'm talking to some old lady about Brexit. And now I've met her and she lives too down, you know, down the street from me and I'll help with her gross. You know, I've had a lot of interactions that have been very positive through a dark situation, you know? So that was like my metaphor for while I was making the album and what was going on around me. Um, that, that, that's, that's the meaning, yeah. <laughs> Inspiring. Um, thank you, Moses. Thank you. <laughs> This is Moses Boyd and much love. You're listening to Hemisphere Sound. Peace. <laughs>